0: Unexplained phenomena, unknown entities, unidentified flying objects, mythical creatures. This is the Paranormal Pulse. information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanations, but not necessarily the only ones, to the mysteries we will examine.
1: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Paranormal Pulse. This is a mini episode, it's not a full episode, Um, it's me flying solo- we, me and Chris had some things going on that we um, couldn't work out our schedule this week, mostly due to me um, not being available. So I just decided to put together a little, what I'm calling a mini-episode, just so that way you guys still have a show to listen to. Um, it's only going to be about a half hour or so. Um, and there's some things I just wanted to go over this week. Um, noticing a trend lately, and this trend is something I want to discuss, and that is the color black in the paranormal. It seems to be everywhere. Um, second thing I'm going to discuss today is the really good thing that we have going on in the community, which is, you know, we all love paranormal TV, and there's a lot of it that people don't realize is actually out there. We know, of course, of all the big shows, um, Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, Paranormal State and whatnot, but what we don't realize, or what some people don't realize, is that is there are a lot of independent paranormal shows being produced out there and there's a lot of different avenues to see those shows and what's nice about some of the shows is they're really refreshing because a they do things differently because they don't have to fit into a network format and they don't have to be scripted and, and truthfully some of these shows are flying by the seat of their pants with no rules so you know you're seeing things that you might not see normally on the standard you know cookie cutter uh paranormal shows so it's, it's kind of interesting Um, with that being said, the paranormal community lost a good friend this week, um, last week or so, um, and I just want to touch on that later. You know, it was a friend of ours, or he was a friend of ours, I should say, and just going to touch on that briefly, and then give some updates as to what's going on. Um, we have some some big events going on that we'll be attending and whatnot, so I want to let people know what's going on with that, so, um, we'll just start right in. And the first thing I'm going to talk about is, like I said, the color black in the paranormal community. We have been seeing the color black, obviously, in team shirts for a long time. Uh, When I first started in this, a lot of teams were using other colors beside black because they wanted to stand out. There were teams out there I knew that were using red shirts. There were teams that were using heather gray shirts. But it seems like now every team, including my own, I mean, I can't say anything, we're using black shirts. Now, we do have other shirts like we have heather gray as as well, but our main color shirts are black or at least the ones I wear are black, you know. Jen prefers the heather gray shirts. Um Rick does Rick does black as well and, you know, basically black has been, you know, it seems to go well with our logo, I feel. But um but the new trend is not so much black in shirts, because, again, that's not new. That's been going on for a few years now, but black equipment. And what I mean by that is we had a rash of equipment that was one color for a long time, and now all of a sudden companies are re-releasing their products in black. The first one that I noticed that was re-released in black was the, the, Gauze, uh, the, the uh, Gauze Master, which used to be the Dr. Gauze at one time. It used to be gray, and now the casing is black. And I don't, and that went, that changed over about three years ago or so when they actually changed the name of of the unit. Um, that was the first one that I saw. That really didn't start the trend. That just was a minor change on their part uh, because they were using a dark gray before. So I'm assuming that that they just went to the black. Um, I don't think there was a particular reason for that, especially too since that really wasn't intended as a ghost hunting product. You know that was an ele- EMF. Meter, um, and I just think that they, that that what they just went to black, but they were the first ones, and it maybe it could have been because of, of the paranormal field, I don't know, but I don't think they particularly planned it. But the other companies that did would be K2, K2 Enterprises had put out last year, and this thing became a huge hit for them. Um, you know, again, they the K2 meter, which we have all seen on Ghost Hunters, and everybody's very familiar with, is the gray with gray, uh, EMF meter. With the rainbow colored lights. And the rainbow colored grid on top. Well they had actually been working with. um, Investigators on putting together. A so called better option of a meter. And what they did was. They made the casing black. But a non-reflective black. So you wouldn't get false light anomalies. Which was very. That's actually a great idea. Then what they did was. They changed the color scheme. Of the grid that's on top. To make it. Uh, very friendly to full spectrum and IR cameras Um, so it was actually the black was developed for a reason it was developed um, for the paranormal investigator in mind um, which was a change because again that meter wasn't initially uh, developed for paranormal investigators it was electricians were using it you know and of course we adopted it like everything else to our field well that I guess, was a huge success because I know people, including myself, who had the gray meter. And I went out and I was like, you know what? I want the black meter. And I I probably had it probably before anyone else I knew because as soon as I saw it, I ordered it the first day that it got released. Um, Which I don't know why. Honestly, that was just an an impulse buy. I didn't need one. I already had one. Uh, But I I just wanted it in the black. And I did not want to use it with the idea of using it uh, under a full-spectrum camera. Um, so I guess I did a r- little bit, thought, you know, thought it out, but it wasn't necessarily my, my first thought. It was kind of more of an impulse, I just have to have it type of buy. Well, lo and behold, that, like I said, that took off, and everybody who's been buying that meter, I mean, I see that meter now as much as I see the gray one, and the gray one was out for years before. So it tells me that, that, A, paranormal investigators want black as a color, and that everybody seems to be on board with it. Well, now, a couple of weeks ago, I noticed the MEL meter by ProMeasure um, has come out in black. And for years, that meter was gray um, with an orange screen. Now the screen is red. Um, from what I can see, I haven't had it up close yet, but that's what I'm reading. That The, the screen is now red, which is good because it won't be picked up on IR cameras. Um, and the casing is black, a non-reflective black. Now, I haven't read anything yet as if they they did it. I mean, obviously, they did it for paranormal research. That's why the, the ML meter was created. But what I mean is I don't know if that was done... Just as a copycat move to say, okay, you know what? We're not selling as many millimeters as we were. Let's put it in black and see who rebuys it. Myself, I will say I will not rebuy a millimeter. They're very expensive. Um, I I have one of the the top-of-the-line ones that has just about every feature on it. I don't need another one. Um, So that one I won't be buying. But I I just don't know if this is going to be the trend where all the equipment comes out in black. And also, too, I don't know if it's necessarily a great trend. Um, I understand why why people want the black units because again they're not going to appear on camera. They're not going to throw off false light anomalies because some of the older cases had were kind of reflective, um, not brightly reflective. But if a light hit it, it could cause a light anomaly on the camera. Where with the with the matte black they're using, uh, the light absorbing black, you won't have that problem. So I can understand that. But here's a question I have. And I know it's happened to a team that I was on where a piece of gear got left behind because it was black. It was in the dark. Somebody put it down, couldn't find it. You know, later on, later on, uh, the client called the team and said, hey, we found one of your meters, you know, and, you know, it's it just – but I wonder if this if, – if it's not necessarily a great thing because, again, like, you know, if you have a, a light gray meter – And even if it's in the dark, if you're walking around with a flashlight, chances are you'll be able to see it. If you have a black unit in the dark, you may not see it. So, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. I don't know if it necessarily is a bad thing or a good thing. You know, it's just something that I'm noticing. And I'm real curious to see how much more gear is going to come out that's going to be black or older gear converted to black. You know, we'll see. You know, again, it's just something that's coming up and I've noticed it a lot. So... That's all I have there. I'm um, going to step away just for a second. I want you to listen to something. Uh, just take a second. got to get this booted up because I was unprepared. You know, just a second. But, yeah, I'm going to step away and take a listen to this. This is kind of cute, and I thought you might like it. All right, here goes.
0: Hello, friends. This is your friend William. You will listen to a fun little show about aliens, space, ships, zombies, creatures, ghosts, and ghost adventures.
1: Well, there you go. A little message from our friend Bill. Some call him William. I'm close to him. I call him Bill. No, I just play again playing with the Chateauetry app and uh having a little bit of fun. So, next thing I'm gonna talk about, and again, this remember this folks, this is a mini show, it's not our big show. Obviously, I'm by myself, so I'm just gonna ramble here just a little bit. And the next thing is paranormal television. And we have a lot of options in paranormal TV. Obviously, you have stuff that's on the sci-fi network, stuff on the travel channel. Uh, Destination American. Some of the others, uh, you know, Bio Channel uh, periodically put stuff out, and we have, you know, a crossroads of shows out there. But what we don't have is many independent shows, and you know, we have stuff that's produced by big studios. You know, what people don't realize is that the Sci Fi Network is owned by NBC and 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 whatnot, and you know, these shows have to basically fit a format? Well, there's a lot of other shows out there and they're available, but people don't know it. And one of the big uh, places you'll find these new networks that have these new shows is Roku and streaming. Uh, Not just Roku, but I I know Roku has the most of the channels. But you'll find it on, like, the Google Box. You'll find it on Samsung Smart TVs. There are paranormal channels and um, when I say paranormal I just don't mean ghost hunting there's also conspiracy stuff UFO channels if you're really into the paranormal you know type of thing you'll love these you'll love these channels I know I can't I, I love paranormal TV and I especially love some of these because a lot of them are coming shows are coming from Australia and England and other places so you're getting different perspectives you're getting different locations that you would never normally see um, and you're getting different ideas Different ways people are ghost hunting uh, Different methods It's not the cookie cutter stuff you're seeing on TV And again What I find is that because most of them Are on a low budget You don't have all the um, Necessarily high tech cameras And, and high tech editing So a lot of it's very basic And in that I feel that Some of it you can trust a little bit more Obviously we know there are a lot of people who At home who can do fancy editing and stuff but you know you're not finding this stuff that is you know like we see on our Facebook pages where people put up obviously fake ghost videos and and obvious uh you know fake ghost photos that are made from apps and whatnot you're not seeing that stuff the stuff you're seeing is very believable stuff that you and I get when we go out on investigations you know so it's it's kind of refreshing to see that um Plus, you're getting to see some of the other stuff you you know that's out there. Some of the talk shows, some of the paranormal talk shows that are out there. Um, So it's not just ghost hunting. There's other things, and and I'm going to read you a list of channels that are available that people don't realize. You have one of the newer ones is the Paranormal Activity Channel, and it's a show that has ghost hunting and and whatnot. Um, you know it's it's interesting. There's some talk uh, shows on there. Next one I'm going to talk about is the Conspiracy H Headquarters, or Conspiracy HQ Network. It's exactly that. It's conspiracy theories. Um, As many as your eye can see. If you're into conspiracy theories, this is the channel to go to. Um, Some of them far-fetched and ridiculous. I will say that, that you're going to sit there and shake your heads. Um, You know, I I saw one. It was a conspiracy that Nicki Minaj uh, murdered Whitney Houston. And there's a whole documentary to it, so stuff like that you'll dismiss right away, but then there's the standard 9-11 conspiracies, the chemtrails So my friends out there who are into that Jennifer Wood, you know who you are um you know um stuff like that um there's there's you know your your um you know just a, a bunch of conspiracy theories out there the the Kennedy assassination and whatnot. And some of them are far-fetched, crazy videos, and some are very cool videos, and you know. So they, they are one of them that has it. Then you have the Inception Radio Network. Uh, Inception Radio, what they do is they take their radio shows and they put them on a a TV channel, so you can wa- you, so you can put them on your TV and listen to them that way. It's a, it's, a, it's a, if you're into UFOs, it's a great place to go. Then there's a new one that's come up. It's called Ageless Knowledge and the aegis knowledge network is great what that is is for the spiritual side of the paranormal field they do things like psychic development classes right on you know right there so you can actually do them for free you don't have to pay to go to psychic development classes they're right there if you're into that sort of thing there's a few different um spiritual sets there that you can you can follow like I said uh psych development is one of them, and there were several others and then there's there's uh, a doctor on there who's a i forget what he's a doctor in. he's you know a, th- a theoretical doctor and he discusses things each episode like one ghosts, what are they um things like that auras and you know all kinds of stuff he each episode's a different topic he discusses So so it's an interesting one. I recommend that one it's the Ageless knowledge network then there's the the original one that I know of which is the Paranormal Reality TV Network. And they're big. They they have probably the most content of anyone, including shows uh, like Jeff Ballinger's 30-Odd Minutes, uh, Chris Fleming's show is on there, and <clears throat> there's a lot of shows. There is the, the Dead Truth, which is the Kling Brothers show that they started after Ghost Lab that's on there. Um, unfortunately, it's only like three episodes. I don't know what happened to it after that, but they they're very good. And there's a lot of other shows. There's para- there's the Paranormal Challenge, but not the Zach Baggins one that you're that we know of. It's the one out of Australia, so it's a different show. Um, there's all kinds of, of great paranormal programming on that channel, and that's one of the ones. Now they do offer it two ways. They offer a pr- that as a free channel with commercials, or you can pay. I think it's five ninety nine or or 6.99 a month to upgrade to a get it in high definition and commercial free. So you have the option you can watch it with commercials or you can watch it commercial free in high def. Either way it's it's a good it's a good channel um to add. Now, next one after that is called Theories. Theories is another um type of conspiracy programming show, you know, with different conspiracy theories also different theories on on paranormal, you know, different people just getting up and and talking and explaining different th- topics from ghost hunting to UFOs to cryptozoology. So that's another one that's on there. Then there's if you're into UFOs, this is the big one that's on there. It's called Aliens and UFOs and it's a it's just documentary after documentary of UFO sightings, UFO theories, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them aren't new, by the way. You'll be able to find old episodes of uh, In Search Of on these networks if you if you like that show. Uh, Unexplained Mysteries, if you remember that show from the 80s and 90s. There are old episodes of those on there. So if you have been looking for those and you can't find them, they're on there. Uh, a bunch of shows that were produced by Arthur C. Clarke are on there. Um, so there's a lot of content on these different networks, but Aliens UFOs is one that has, you know, just about every UFO documentary, you know, that you can think of. You could spend days watching it, you know. Another one is called Topic UFO, which is another UFO network. Then there's another one called Get Scared TV. Now, Get Scared TV is another one of those that has many, many ghost hunting shows. Um... You know, it, it's just it's one of the newer ones. Then there's Parat, uh Paratrek TV, on there again. Lots of lots of ghost hunting shows and paranormal type of shows. Um, and again, they're all they're not your network shows, so it's, it gives you different options of things to watch. Also, we'll bring some other um, teams in focus that you may know. Some of these teams are in, maybe in your local areas, and you might know them, and you might be on a couple of those teams. Who knows? If you are, let us know. We'd love to give you guys a uh, you know a shout out on one of the future shows. Then you have Jim Harold's Paranormal Radio, and I think everybody out there knows who Jim Harold is. He hosts numerous numerous um, radio shows on the paranormal. He you know does Jim Harold's Campfire Stories, which is a fun one that I like, where people call in telling their ghost stories. Um, what he's done is he's put all his shows to video, you know, on a on a TV format, so essentially, you're, when you log in, you know, you you log, yeah, you know, not log in, but when you tune into his his channel, you can pick up Jim uh, uh campfire stories, and you can listen to the radio shows through your TV. And he's got all his different shows on there. I think he has like seven or eight different shows. The guy's probably the hardest working guy in paranormal radio, you know. And that's a good one. And and if you you know, especially if you enjoy listening to him, that's a great place because you have everything in one place. So you you don't necessarily need to have your radio playing or your your phone with you. You can just put it on the TV while you're doing stuff around the house and listen in. That's what I do a lot. Uh, Then you have a newer channel. Oh, actually, let me rephrase that. Not a newer channel. Uh, One of the older channels is the Anomalies channel. And again, that's another UFO-based channel. But they also have some other things on there, some cryptozoology and whatnot, um, and some ghost hunting stuff. But... Those are a rundown of the current networks that are on there. So, you know, hopefully if if you have a Roku or if you have a, um, again, Google box or if you have the uh, Netgear box or if you have Samsung Smart TV, you can find a lot of these networks. I know some of them are only on Roku, but most of them I think are available on the other streaming boxes as well. You know, and if you don't have a Roku, let me tell you something. There's some amazing content, and I'm not advertised for Roku. I just really... I I believe in the product, um, you know. And it's opened up a world of television that I never had before. So, uh, and I have a bazillion cable channels. yet I find myself going to Roku a lot, you know. So, that's what I have there. Um, What I'm going to do right now is just play a little song so I can take a little breather here. This is the only problem when you work on a show with just one person. You do all the talking. So, I'm going to play just a little song. As we go out. And with that, hopefully you like it. It's a song by the band Doyle. Um, He was formerly of the Misfits. And this song is called Dreaming Dead Girls. Okay, I'm back. So I hope you like that little ditty. That is the band Doyle uh, with former Misfits guitarist Doyle and his new band. And in the, of the album is Abominator. And that song is called Dreaming Dead Girls, one of my new favorite songs I've been listening to. All right, so let's get back to what's going on. Um, we have an event that we're going to be attending that's coming up. And... That event is, we're hopefully going to be doing a uh, live show from there. We're going to be representing the Paranormal Pulse and my EKG team. And that event is the New Jersey uh, Power Unity Expo. That's taking place on May 31st, and it's running from 2 in the afternoon to 10 p.m. And it's being held at the Art Factory in New Jersey. And there is going to be, Some Paris celebrities there, Uh, Brian Kano is going to be there, uh, Dave Giuliano, and a few others, and there are going to be lectures and talks, uh, including our friend uh, Jennifer Wood is going to be there, and if you've never heard her speak on some of the spiritual um, stuff, you really need to check her out, she's really amazing, she's, like I said, a good friend of ours, and she's also going to be selling her handmade jewelry there. So definitely check it out. Like I said, the expo is going to be great. You're going to have teams from all over the place being there. It's going to be very well attended. It was put together by the uh, by NJP, and those guys are friends of ours, and they do a great job with their team. and And I can only say I can't wait for this event. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to try and do some on the spot interviews with people there. I'm going to have you know our recording equipment there, and we're going to grab interviews. Probably might even do a full show from there. Um, which would be fun. Maybe we can have some people interact with us and, you know, hang out and listen to us record. That would be fun. So check us out there. Again, it's going to be a great event. It's May 31st, and it is the New Jersey uh, Unity Expo. And you'll see we're going to have a table. We're going to have banners on the table. Probably we'll have the Paranormal Pulse banner. We'll have our EKG banner behind us and that sort of thing. And... Don't know exactly sure yet, but we'll have some giveaway stuff and whatnot. So, yeah, definitely check us out. It should be a fun event. Um, Looking forward to touch base with some of our New Jersey friends that, you know, that we know very well and meet a lot of new friends. So, and if, even if you're not from New Jersey, just, you know, you can always drive over and you can stop by and attend the event. Uh, admission's only going to be $10, so it's, it's going to be a fun event and it's an all-day thing. So, I'm looking forward to it. Now on a sad note um one of our good friends and everybody in the paranormal community um at least in the circles I run know know him and and know of um the person that he was and that is Gary Doctor we we lost him um you know we lost him last week and he was a, he was a friend who I did not know personally unfortunately we were supposed to meet up in Gettysburg uh, when they had the 150th reenactment of the uh, Battle of Gettysburg. But it wound up he wasn't going to be attending um, at the last minute. So unfortunately, my, it was my one chance to actually meet him face to face. Now, we had talked online a lot. Um, anybody who knows Gary knows that he had a wealth of knowledge and the paranormal. But besides that, he was just a funny, funny guy. And anybody who knows him knows him for his bacon photos. He loved bacon. He would constantly put up photos of bacon. Um, different bacon sandwiches, bacon salads, any way you can think of bacon, that man would find a photo of it and put it up. So, you know, he was, he was a, like I said, a great friend. On, on I've known him for a couple of years now through, the, through Facebook and the Internet. Um, he was very active in the paranormal community. He was very friendly, never had a bad word for anybody. It was all the paranormal drama out there. I never saw him get into a fight with anybody. I never saw him, you know, do anything but give some quality guidance when people asked for it, you know. Um he always had great opinions, you know, and he one thing I always enjoyed, like he loved reading and he had read he had read a lot of uh fiction books, so he reached out to me at one point and asked me to recommend to him. So he knew because I he knows I read a lot of the uh paranormal, you know, nonfiction books and I he would always ask me for recommendations. And we would talk, you know, privately about certain things you know in the field And what not and he was great And I, I will never forget though one of the things That his sense of humor and again This goes back to his love of bacon Was people know me periodically Know on Facebook I, I Cook these what I call epic meals and I'll Periodically throw them up on uh, Facebook You know and not Every meal is an epic meal so it's only like you know a couple of Times a year if I you know when I put together This one that I really thought was a great meal it was uh, I, I took some big Apples and I hollow them out to use them as bowls for, um, for, a, for a meal. And I coated them in cinnamon and I baked them with a ham uh, with a ham stuffing inside. And, you know, and I put the meal up on, on Facebook and everybody chimed in, Gary chimes in, you know, that's not a meal cause it doesn't have bacon. So which led me to the point of, I said, well, you know, ham is pork, so is bacon. So it's close. To which he pointed out, it's still not bacon. He said, but it looked damn good. He goes, and considering I'm having peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, he goes, it looks really good. So that was his sense of humor. I mean, the guy just, you know, he had a sense of humor and a half. Um, and I am just going to say, I, I'm going to miss talking to him on there. I'm going to miss seeing his posts. And, and, but I'm not going to forget him. Like I said, I, I didn't know him personally other than to talk to him privately on, on private messages on, on Facebook. And, you know, he was one of the, when I, you know, I was late to the Facebook party. Um, I joined Facebook light years after everybody else. I mean, I was really late to the Facebook party. And somehow through the – I wound up in the paranormal Facebook field, you know. uh, And he was one of the first people I met through there. So, you know, with that being said, Gary, we're going to miss you. And, you know, um, hopefully – if Gary, I know you can hear my voice out there because I know you're in some place better than here. When we do an EVP, how about you uh, just – shout out and say hello to us. That would be great. You know, if I'm doing an EVP and all of a sudden Gary steps up and says hello, that'd be awesome. So on that note, I just want to say goodbye, Gary. Um, We're really going to miss you. Okay. Um, That's really all I have this week. I did, you know, I really wanted to mention Gary. I just wanted to talk about some things. I did want to do, you know, it's a short show. And... I don't really have anything else for this week. We're gonna come back strong. We me and Chris are getting together. We're gonna to meet have our little meeting and plan out our next show. Um I'm hopefully I'm waiting to hear back from a guest and hopefully I, I can set this up. Unfortunately with all the snow in the uh northeast, I was actually supposed to have a guest for this show. Um and that person's travel got changed and everything. It caused a big fiasco, and hopefully the snow goes away. It snowed again today, and I'm reading that we may have another storm sometime next week. So who knows? But hopefully we can get that set up. And, you know, on that note, I'm going to play you guys out with another song. And I know this one's going to not make Chris happy, but I have to. It was, just so everybody knows, I'm the biggest Kiss fan in the world. And it was 40 years ago this week that KISS released its first album. And the first song on the very first self-titled KISS album was Strutter. So without further ado, I'm going to play this out with Strutter. All right, folks, see you next time.